Hello, everyone. This is Lisa Freitas. And I'm Katie Saad, and welcome to another episode of 90 Day Disasters, a 90 Day Fiance Recap Podcast. We are two moms, lawyers, and reality TV junkies here to break down for you the fire in a trash can that is TLC's 90 Day Fiance. All right, everyone, grab your K-1 visas and let's get started. Oh, and because we are lawyers, we need to cover our butts. So please listen to the disclaimer at the end of the episode. Okay, so this is the tell-all of 90 Day Fiasco. I mean, 90 90 Day day Disasters. (laughs) Disasters, 90 Day Fiance, tell-all part two. Um, and this aired on the 13th last Sunday. For some people. <laughs> For some people, apparently. <laughs> I saw it. I recorded it live. And so it aired for me on Sunday. And I didn't have any access to it at all through either my DirecTV app or my TLC Go app until like Wednesday. Late, late in the day on Wednesday. I was so frustrated. I even Googled it. And I wrote you. I Googled yeah. it. It literally said air date one seventeen. Which it had actually come out on one thirteen on yeah one thirteen so I don't know what's going on TLC is so frustrating to me it's so low rent get it together what they need and we were saying this on the plane to Las Vegas which Lisa and I were yeah on this we're morning. coming to you live from Las Vegas live from the home of Cookie Dough yeah which is its real claim to fame um, Cookie Dough fuck Frank Sinatra what are the other ones I sugar sugar and. Uh, Cake pop? I no. Don't even know. Okay, we have to remember this. We can't. I'm sure sugar, I wrote it down. Cookie dough. Sugar. It's gonna bother me. It's gonna bother me too. Sugar. Cookie Is dough. Is the other one even like a food? Food product. I feel. How do we not? Oh, baby girl. Baby girl. Okay, so it's not food. That's no. the problem. It was baby girl. I think cookie dough is the Beyonce, though, of that particularly Destiny's Child. I mean, she made an appearance. She made an appearance in the tell-all. So we are here in Las Vegas recording, coming to you. We are going to post some pictures on our Facebook page of our trip. We are trying to get it, um, an or- we're trying to organize a trip out to Colton Debbie's house, um, but we don't know where they live. So any <laughs> listeners out there... Please let us know. Um, we'll be here for the next two days. If you know how we can get in touch with Cole and Debbie, that would be an amazing interview. Um, yeah. Or Cookie Dough, also. Yeah. Um, anyway, we were on the plane, and I... Wait, what, did, what, what was I starting off saying? I was like, in, I was saying that we were talking about something on the plane. That was how we got into the Vegas thing. Oh, that... Um, that what TLC needs is an Andy Cohen. Yeah, because Sean Robinson isn't doing it for me. Well, but she's not even... I mean, she's literally just the host versus yeah. Andy Cohen is like the godfather of the entire yeah. Bravo, you know, milieu at this point. And we've got nobody. I think TLC has so much, like, raw, um, like, valuable stuff, mm-hmm. like the primary source material, but they don't have, like, someone at the helm. They don't have a follow-up. Yeah, no, they don't have anybody who's, like, directing the ship. It's a captainless ship. Yeah. Yeah, and they need somebody that's because Sean is Robinson is terrible. She sucks, and I really, I really think she honestly ruins the tell-alls because there's so much that they could do with that material. These people are reality gold. She doesn't care. She does not care. No, worse than that, it's not just apathy; it's superiority. She honestly thinks she's too good. She's Barbara fucking Walters. Yeah, she thinks she's too good. I think. To be hosting like a this show. show's beneath her, but like yeah. for some reason she has a contract and has to do it. No, I agree. I I was like irritated by that whole 
I just think that she could have done better. I did like her dress, better. though. There weren't, like, a lot of... It was so... It seemed so outdated. Like, I was so annoyed yes. watching it, knowing that things have changed so drastically for some of the cast members. This is the problem with the tell-all, especially tell-all part two. And the whole time I was watching it, I kept waiting for, you know, some kind of reference to real time or no, something. And isn't. then not only did they not ferret out any problems with Jonathan and Fernando, who, as we know, separated before even, I think part one had even aired, you know, between problems between them, obviously issues between Colt and Larissa that have since blown up. Not only did they not get to it at the tell-all, but then in the like weeks later follow-up, they still hadn't gotten to it. So you're like, when was this thing filmed? It's so annoying. I I was really frustrated by that as well. But that said, we still have a lot to talk about in the tell-all. Oh, shit ton to talk about. And keep in mind, guys, that this is, you know, obviously the last episode that we will be recording about this season of 90 Day Fiance. So we do have some like closing thoughts, of course. We do. And... Please continue to stay tuned to our podcast because we fully intend to hit the ground running with uh, love. Love after lockup. Love after lockup, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, we're going to pivot a little bit while we don't have an active season of 90 Day. But besides doing love after lockup, new stuff, we're also going to be doing archive before, before the 90, the 90 days. days. Yeah, for sure. So there's going to be plenty of, of material. Yes. So keep listening. Keep listening. Okay. So um, we start out with a little recap of what happened last time, which was we ended on Larissa coming out and just being a freaking shit show. Yeah. She just comes out and screams and yells, you're not real. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Shut up. And nobody can get a word in edgewise. And They definitely got a leash on her by the time this sort of episode rolled around though yeah they kind of calmed her down because they i I mean i think they probably told her like look this is worthless and you're not going to get any press we're not going to film you if we can't get everybody out here yeah you know and they're probably contractually obligated yeah she couldn't get as batshit crazy as she was getting asuelu man anger management dude you know what i disagree the first episode i thought that but then, at the end of this episode, when Sean Robinson asked him to do the dance, and the dance, the Samoan dance, which I had forgotten about from the airport episode where he first did it, it involves a lot of, like, chest slapping and hitting and grunting. And I realized that the sh- what we would consider in the confrontation with Larissa coming from Asuelo to be a show of anger, I think was actually totally culturally normal as just a showing of anything. Like, that it was sort of an emotional showing, as opposed to, like, the kind of fury that an American man would have to be feeling to be, like, pounding his chest or grunting like that or sticking his lip out like that. And he didn't seem like he was going to, like, hit anybody. I mean, it didn't seem like to come from a violent place. No. But to Uh, us, it looked really weird and scary. Holy crap. But one thing that was in a nutshell, and I forget who said this, but she can dish it out but can't take it is totally Larissa in a nutshell. And I don't um, remember if it was Fernanda or not. But I feel like that's totally it. She can dish it out. She can say whatever she wants. But then if you say anything about her or to her, she just flies off the handle. I think Larissa's stuff is so fake, though, too. I mean, the only thing that makes Larissa seem real to me is her domestic violence record. Like, I, clearly, she really is flying off the handle because she's she doing is. it when it doesn't benefit her. What I thought was really funny is, so I was watching this and my parents were in town. 
And they were, my dad was like, what are you watching? And I'm like, dad, it's 90 Day Fiance. Hello. And, um, and I was telling him about it. And, and it was at a point where Fernanda and Larissa were fighting each other. I think it was like a re- recap of last week right. or something. And they were showing the fight of the two of them. And I go, dad, dad, it's a Mexican and a Brazilian, which is totally funny. Because in my family, my mom's Mexican and my dad is Portuguese and Brazilian. So he was watching them and he kept, he saw Larissa like screaming and screaming and screaming. And he's like, let me guess, that's the Brazilian. <laughs> <laughs> and I started laughing and I'm like, it is, that's her. She's like, yeah, yeah, I can tell. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be derogatory to Brazilians because hi, I'm part Brazilian myself. Yeah, yeah. But it just was funny. But I think, I think probably in reality, he was probably mostly recognizing the accent than anything else she has a clear brazilian she has a very distinct accent that's different from fernandez except for like the weird culty ringy thing i don't think of that as like a just a straight up brazilian accent i think it's more that she's very literal i mean i've studied portuguese and when you are it's it's um very phonetic phonetic yeah so i I think that like for her seeing an e at the end of the sentence of the word you pronounce it. It's almost like she learned English in a slightly different way, like in a more visual way. Right. Like, like through from a reading. Book. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to conversationally. Yeah. Because I that think. Could be it. Yeah. I'm guessing that's what it was. Um, uh, but then. So anyway, there's like more back and forth. But what I think is was fascinating to me, what I still think is fascinating, we touched on this last time, is that Larissa put so much value on. Um, Colt being a software engineer. Yeah, because I think she doesn't understand what that means. She thinks she it sounds that, important. She, sa- she thinks it means that, like, you're Mark Zuckerberg or something. Right, exactly. Like, she's like, it was just funny. She she's, said it in relation to John. Yeah, she's like, she, he's, a, he's a software engineer. What you are. <laughs> it was actually, like, a total non sequitur, too, which was funny. It wasn't only a stupid thing to say. It was, like, out of place. Well, because she, well, they were good. Because they you were talking about house. that. It's just so stupid because it's like, Larissa, we, it's not like we didn't see the episode where you were complaining about Colt's house. She's projecting. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's so blatant that it's I know, like blatant ridiculous. projection irritates me so it's much. Like, are you fucking serious right now? There's nothing subtle about Larissa. I mean, no, that's... I'm like, you're in, a, you're in a condo. He's in a home. I mean, not in, it, there shouldn't even be a comparison. Yeah, who cares? But like the fact that she's just like, what do you do? He's a software engineer. I'm like, I just laugh because I'm married to somebody who was a software engineer and now is like managing software engineers and is around software engineers. But your husband really is very busy and important. I know, but I look at all the people that he's around and all the people that have come in and I never would be like, oh, my husband's a software engineer. You know yeah, but I mean? if Larissa was married to your husband, she would be so proud of him. Like, no, I she know, would be but it's... talking about it all the time and would have an actual leg to stand on. That's supposed to hear she's doing that and she doesn't have a leg to stand on. But it's just funny to, to use software engineer in a way that you would be like, my husband's a a surgeon. Right. You know, or my husband is the is a congressman. No, you're right. Or my husband's right. a senator. And you're like, my husband, he's a software engineer. What do you do? It's like so ridiculous. I just, I it was really, really funny. And then your house is tiny. I'm like, okay, stop. His house is small. Jonathan's but this house whole is house, small. this whole line of like insult, insults is just so fucking ridiculous. Well, the other thing that's ridiculous too is that I think John and Fernanda try to convince us 
that they are totally above above the fray when it comes mm. to Larissa and Colt, and that the only reason they're even involved in this conversation is because Larissa is like coming after them and attacking them, and then Fernanda had made this innocuous con- mm. comment. But it's silly because you can't be on that high horse when you're also simultaneously doling out unsolicited advice to all the other couples. Like oh they're so God. involved, but they then they are. try to act like because like didn't like Fernanda not. like give advice to Larissa? Oh yeah, yeah. that's what start... that comment was really. It when was, they were... don't do that, right? But I'm but I'm saying like later on when yeah. you're talking about um, I don't remember when. Yeah, about Larissa's relationship with Debbie. She was like, you can't talk to your mother-in-law like yeah. that kind of a thing. I and was I surprised she said right. that. I was surprised too, Larissa. Was, or I was surprised Fernanda even went, like, as far as I was Reopened concerned, I would have been like, just shut up and don't talk to her. But they can't help but themselves, they can't help and it. that's my point. But they were all right. Like, you cannot talk to your mother-in-law or my, like you have to have respect but the beauty of it i agree with you and i think the beauty of it and we were talking about like really blatant projection and i've mentioned this on previous episodes i think that i get really irritated when people blatantly project like when it's very ham-fisted and obvious because everybody is projecting all the time but it's supposed to be subconscious mm-hmm. it's not supposed to be super conscious right and in the case of fernanda and jonathan I think they are doing what I would term subconscious projection here, where they're, like, doling out all this advice, and they're getting involved in these other couples that are clearly, like, wildly dysfunctional, like, on a very basic, again, blatant level, because they were actually having problems. And that's what irritates me, is that we didn't get into that I want to know what the problem is. So they came off looking like... They're Judge in this Judy, wonderful, and they're you know, in this wonderful, Sally, stable, Jesse, stable. But I mean, they they in theory are the most stable, right? Clearly not Eric and Leda. Clearly not Larissa and Colt. Clearly not Steve and Olga. I would say Obviously Kalani and, and Osweiler. So maybe Kalani and Osweiler. Now they're going to be back to the original. Back to you. <laughs> Comes full circle, people. Yeah, in the beginning we said these. This is going to be the couple that stays Just together. Just add a baby and a ringy. Yeah. <laughs> We're in business. Where they were, and they're doing... I mean, I'm surprised that Fernanda and... I don't know what they would have... I'm so curious what broke them. I think that I'm going to go ahead out on a limb here and say that he acted like a humongous douche copter and just, like, kind of drove her away by being a huge douche and not actually being ready for marriage. Yeah, and I I feel like she probably was really homesick. And on on top of it, she's like, why am I here? They couldn't get past it. That's what I think. I agree. Um... So I just took a little bit of, like, you know, they do the whole Eric, Leda, Tasha thing. That was rough. It was rough because... It was dark. I still think that, you know, Leda still looks the worst. She does, but Eric looks really, really bad I now, mean, Eric too. too. Eric and Leda still look like the villains in all of this. Like, yeah, they do. You're not going to convince me... Like, and he, I understand... Well, they yes. are the villains, if nothing else, because Tasha's too young to be held to that standard. But that's the whole, like... It was She's really, really driving me crazy when he's like, oh, these lib- liberal millennials, millennials, and they're like, you know, everybody gets a trophy, and every- and I, I am totally not one of those people that believes that everybody should get a trophy. Like, I actually... No. I'm against that. Like, I don't want my kids to participate in sports or activities where they get a participation award. Like, no, you should get an award for achieving something. I know, but it doesn't... It Just take take out any, like, legitimacy to his argument. Because oh, yeah, yeah. Because all he was doing was yeah. making a mass journalization in order to divest himself of culpability in a specific situation with a specific person who he raised. Right, and his whole thing is that, like, she needs to learn... He was missing the point. Although he was talking about Steven, actually. When he was talking about the millennial thing, he was talking about Steven. 
he was accusing Stephen of being like a part of the snowflake generation because Stephen oh, right. had he was, criticized. Oh no, and because he, Stephen was saying she's not an adult, not not right. she's like twenty five, twenty six, right. and I think that like. So Eric I forgot. Was, that was my but point. Eric was also missing the boat. Like Eric and Lena were both missing the whole point. The point wasn't that Tasha needs to grow up. Right. Tasha needs to get her own place. Or that she didn't play a part in and it. And that she's that Tasha's an adult. We agree. Everybody is in agreement. Legally she's an adult. And even if you don't agree like I could honestly yeah, when they're eighteen they're adults. And I still think that for me personally, I will still be there to help my kids and, and be there for them when they're beyond eighteen. But like yeah, he's right. After 18, you don't have any more legal responsibility. Yeah, but... That's fine. But and that's but that isn't even the point. No, it's not. The whole point of this whole thing and why everybody was so is so anti-Leda and Eric is because of the way it went down. No, 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 Lisa. I have to tell you, I, I agree with you, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think that is a more superficial view of it. I think that the... Which I had until just this moment. I just now, literally this minute, realized the real problem with his argument superficially you're right he did it in such a poor way it's bad but the deeper problem is that most of the time when parents exercise tough love they don't have a dog in the race other than their kids well-being oh here he's giving her he's calling it tough love but of course the benefit to him is that he doesn't lose his fiance that's the real reason he did it so he's calling it tough love but it's really just choosing your wife choosing his wife and i understand like on a higher level like I get it like I get that at some point yeah you have to choose you know your life and being happy over like continuing to support your kid or whatever I I get that like I get that you're supposed to be supportive of your new spouse it's a new family whatever yes I understand that and I understand even supporting right I understand supporting um Alessandro because he's five I get that but what my issue is is that the emotional it, you don't side have of it. to pick one over it's, the other. Right, it was this emotional betrayal where he was like, "I'm literally going to throw you under the bus." Yeah, because it's what this person wants, who's important to me, and this person doesn't have a legitimate reason for that. And the other thing is, like, stop talking about the fucking messy room. Yeah, who the fuck cares? It doesn't matter. It wasn't like it's pretty sad that that was like that's her, her linchpin. Like that's her. That's what she hangs on to. Who wants to live in mess? It doesn't matter. That's totally irrelevant. It's her place. That's where she lived. You were coming into her space. Yeah. And I think that, like, it just was so infuriating because Leda still doesn't get it. Right. She still doesn't understand. And it is important for Eric to repair that relationship with his daughter. I think you're talking to Siri right now. Oh, my God. I totally am. She's been, like, recording you secretly. Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't. It's a good thing your husband's a software engineer. I know. My husband's a software engineer. So, uh. um, so I don't know. I just think that Leda and Eric are so wrong in this whole thing. And it doesn't matter about her age. It doesn't matter whether you with viewers and adult or not. The way it went down, the way that Leda was, like, basically, um, bl- not blackmail. What am I thinking? She gave him an ultimatum. Like, oh, like I'm going to go back to sing. I'm going to go back to Jakarta. If, it was an ultimatum. If you don't she kick made her him out. Choose. She made him choose. And, and Tasha was right. Tasha didn't make him choose. No. It was Lena. And she kept saying, I'm going to... How many times did she throw that out there? I'm going to go back to Indonesia. I'm going to go back to... Like, it's so... It, the whole thing was just ridiculous. And the adults in this whole scenario 
are Eric and Lita. I think that this is a this is an example where, as usual, the cover up is worse than the crime. Because yeah. I think that the real problem is that Eric, to justify his behavior, he has to blame it on Tasha. I know. I think that if he just went to Tasha and have a, had a heart to heart with her and said, "Look, I threw you under the bus. I chose my wife over you because she threatened to go to Indonesia if I didn't." I'm so sorry. I take ownership of it. I want to have a relationship with you going forward with the understanding I was wrong. that I was wrong. And the problem is that he's trying to make it that she's wrong and right. she actually isn't. And so she's the result not. is that no one's going to bend because if he admits he was wrong, he, in his mind, he's admitting that he's a bad father. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's the same with Jay and Ashley where if he would, amazingly, I think, amazingly, if he would just take full ownership over what he did Cause in terms he of said cheating, she has, would probably forgive him. He has said he is wrong. But the problem with yeah, that he is keeps making he does a lot though. of like, I'm wrong, but. Yeah, he mitigates it. I'm wrong, it. but. And it's like, it. no, you've got to just be like, I am fully 100% wrong. Yeah, and it's the same with Eric. Yeah. And the reason, and I find it so sad how Eric will like tear up when he's talking about this. And it's so clear that he is of such a split mind. You know, like he is not able to fully get behind what he's saying because he knows that it's not right. He knows he's wrong. But I, I actually think that if Eric did have such a heart to heart with Tasha and admitted wrongdoing, if Leda found out about it, she would consider that in and of itself a betrayal, even if it didn't affect her in any real way. Oh, yeah. Like Tasha wouldn't move back 100%. or anything. And so what what I have to ask myself is what is the end game here for Eric? Like, does he actually think this marriage is going to work? I don't know. When this woman hates it, his children? It's weird. They, she seemed so much more contrite during the tell-alls. Yeah. Later did, you know? And I think she took a beating in the press. I think she took a I don't a think huge, it was Eric. I don't think it was Eric. And But she seems much more contrite and much more, like, in love with and him. And she's seen herself on camera now. And I'm sure that's a huge slap in the face for any first-time reality star. Oh, for star. sure. I mean, she looks it's Like, terrible. I said that. I did that. Like, you don't even remember what you say in the heat of no, the moment. No, it's like... she's, the, like, constantly in the heat of the moment. Her... That whole... This whole season was, like, a cringe-worthy... For her. For her. I mean, fest. she's got to be, like, in... Ugh. Speaking of cringe fest, don't we go to Colt and Larissa... And they do the whole, like, barbecue with John and his friendlies shirt. Okay, we need to, I think, make sure that people know where we are IRL with these people as we're getting into oh, these okay, discussions. Yeah. So Colt and Larissa, and again, this is where I'm so irritated with TLC. I don't understand what the timeline is. Um, but at some point after the last scene of the follow-up from the fucking tell-all, Larissa was arrested a second time for domestic violence in real time at the time of recording now which is the 18th of January. This happened maybe a week ago, mm-hmm. I think, that news broke, that there was a pretty serious, like, an actual scuffle. They both were bloodied. Although there is speculation that Larissa bloodied herself. Herself, probably to avoid another arrest, because I'm guessing that she figured out after her last arrest that it's basically the physical aggressor, no matter what the sort of circumstances were, the physical aggressor, if there's only one, um gets arrested and mm-hmm. so I think she figured oh he's got marks on him so there's no way they're not going to arrest me unless I can make it look like he was really the aggressor or the worst aggressor or I was defending myself or something so I'm guessing that that's what happened so I think they ended up in separate houses for the night I think she did get arrested you know what I went to jail I don't know if she got bailed out or whatever happened but he then filed for divorce yeah so that's where we are with them and I assume she's going to get deported um, for all kinds of reasons I mean the least of which being that you're She's not going to get her green card at this point. No. Well, he has to apply for it. Right. 
And who knows if he has. I want to know what that limbo is. Like, if you decide to get divorced before the person gets their green card, I think that's what happened with Molly and Louise. I know I always go back to them. Yeah. I just wish I had a better understanding of this timeline yeah. legally. Yeah, I know. Like, what happens when you've married them and then you want to divorce them before you've even applied for a green card? Like, are you obligated to apply for the green card at that point? No. Assuming it's a divorce and not an annulment? I don't think you are. So then what happens? Are they just, like, in limbo? Are they on a K-1 visa ad infinitum? Like, what? I don't know. What's their, like, legal basis? We need need an immigration lawyer friend. We do. We need to interview an immigration lawyer about K-1. So maybe we can both look into our networks. We need to brainstorm questions, and then I'm sure I know an immigration lawyer, and I'll try to... Or I could just find, like, a law review article. Oh, yeah. I mean, or do research. Yeah. Anyway. There's got to be a ton. Anyway. We really want to know this. We don't know, of course. We digress. We don't know So, anyway, Larissa and Colt... Cult. Cult. Culty. 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 They talk about it. Okay. I just have... I know this is so catty and awful and mean. Talk to me. He looks like a pinhead. Because his... His head is too small for his his body. Yes. Yeah. That's just... That's a fact. Anyway, but it looked really funny. You know... And he has weird attitude during these tell That's exactly where I was going. I think that Colt... This is my theory. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're right. A.1... He is, like, morphing into her by the time mm-hmm. they're even in the car on the way to the tell hall. They have this really weird, they're on the same side yeah. kind of a thing. And my fear, I noticed it, even in the follow-up, the few weeks after, he agreed that someone was a bitch, like, when Larissa said yeah. it. And it's just very uncult, who yes. has been just, like, insisting on this level of decorum. And he's, he's, he's molding into her. And I think what happened is it all comes back to him calling the cops on her. And he is figuring, because this is pre-domestic violence arrest number two. Yes. Obviously pre-divorce filing. I think this was his, like, last best attempt to essentially save the relationship. Like, he was finally on his back foot with her. And part of it was he had to come down to her level in terms and of interpersonal. And she keeps saying, he need, you need to support me. Yeah. And so he has to really step up. I'm glad you brought that point up. Yeah. Because I, was I thought that, I'm like, who is what this guy? What are you guy? doing? Like, he's, like, laying back and he's, like, kind of talking shit to John. Yeah. And I'm like... This is so not cold. Not cold. So it was very weird. I felt like he was, like, putting on an act or something. But um, this is where they get into the respect talk about the way she talked to Debbie. And then we see Debbie. Debbie got a makeover. Debbie got a makeover. She got a good haircut. And Cookie color. dough. Cookie dough looks a little bit slimmer. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, Debbie. And Poor she's Debbie. over them. She wants to move out. I thought it was kind of weird that she was, like, hadn't told them. And I think she hadn't. I believed that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think she I had. bought that, um, which is kind of crazy. Now she's like, it's almost like everybody gets bitten she's by the not reality gonna, bug. She's not going to move out because now they're now getting a divorce. Not, no, Why would sure she? <laughs> good for her. I mean, and you know, she called it, to be fair. I mean, right before they got married, she was like, okay, he thinks it's a good idea to marry her for now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Debbie, Debbie yeah, but saw anybody this coming. Everybody could have seen this coming. I mean, you don't have I to I know, but it. when you're in it, you yeah. know, I think you have less credibility. And then they go to talking about the compliments and she's like he only compliments me when he wants sex nobody wants to talk about that nobody wants that visual stop oh so disgusting they're so gross i can't well it makes him kind of despicable because he clearly kind of doesn't respect her in any way and he thinks he can control her and belittle her and at the same time like he's using her for sex yeah it's just gross yeah i can't anyway then we go to, I think then there's, I mean, there's obviously stuff, but then the next big people, they concentrate on Ashley and Jay. 
Yeah, and this is just so... This, this is bizarre. so un, unresolved that I personally wouldn't be surprised to see them on next season. It was just... They the, shouldn't even have made it to the tell-all. This is The weird thing about this, too, this particular segment, is um, Ashley's, like, real hatred for Natalie. I know. Something happened there behind the scenes. And again, fuck you, TLC. Like, we need to know these details. Yeah, because she's like... Um, I mean, I was not expecting her to go, like, no. full see you next Tuesday. And it was weird because we already know that they had had kind of a meet, um, a Because she said she went over to Natalie's after she found out about yeah. Jay. Yeah. So you know she went over there and was like, oh my god, this is what I found out. And Natalie's like, I told you, girl. And she didn't seem that mad when she told us about it. No, not at all. That Natalie had reacted that well. So I feel that it's all, I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing that what's happened here is that Natalie is now getting really pissed off that Ashley's still with Jay. Yeah, it's like okay, now and this she's happened. getting backlash, and then there's like a lot of you know, I mean, there's a lot of influence, and and she could see like, I mean, Natalie comes off as a crazy person. I think Natalie the comes on off the door. as being really immature and kind of like, what's in it for you? Like, why are you so invested? In whether or not Ashley's with this guy. I think she lives vicariously through Ashley. Uh, for sure. So. And so, I was really surprised at the level of Vitriol. disdain that she has for Natalie and how, like, Natalie's completely out of her life now. I'm just irritated that we don't really know what happened. It's like, that's such a failure on the part of the show. Yeah. Oh. Like, we was... need to know. And uh, I can't remember what happened, but Asuelu was hilarious. I wrote, Asuelu is hilarious, so he must have done something or said something during this whole thing, because I was like, oh my god, Asuelu's cracking me up. I don't remember. But I don't know. I don't remember either. But anyway, I thought that... Oh, Asuelu criticized Natalie, I yeah. think. Yeah. I don't remember that. I, I don't remember, remember either, but it was funny. And then, um, uh, Larissa, oh my god, there was one part at the end of this segment where like um, I think that John and Fernanda kissed or somebody somebody kissed and then Larissa was like trying to kiss Colt and oh. it was so gross it was so stupid and awkward because she was trying to like kiss him and he was kind of trying to move to her but they're like so mismatched and it was so awkward oh, I didn't notice that I was like oh my god gross I, I missed that trying to and then they didn't really even kiss it was so weird um and then yeah then I didn't really have anything and then the, just the Asuelo dancing Asuelo dancing um I thought that that's for Steven it was interesting and again still very dark but it, there seems to be a suggestion that his mom was abusive on some level well his mom left for a woman I think it was worse than that. I mean, it, it's, well, it sounded yeah. to me like what he was saying was that his mom had abused him in some way, yeah. some form or fashion, and that he'll never forgive her, yeah. you know? And you have to wonder, like, what Stephen actually did go through. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think it just leaves him so ill-equipped yeah. without, like, a lot of therapy, you know? Um, totally. I to think deal it's... with his situation now. And then, so after... Olga the... can handle anything. She's Russian. Yeah, totally. She's, like, made of steel. Um, so after, then they do the afterwards where they do like the follow up and they get the, their reactions. So stupid. It was so dumb. I only took a couple, like Leda's still focusing on the goddamn mess. Not about the mess, Leda. Let it go. It was like. The only way that follow up would have been worth it 
is if the intervening major events were, had happened yes, and were being discussed. Yes. If Jonathan and Fernanda were being interviewed separately about their breakup, mm-hmm. and if the Colton and Larissa thing had happened, and we did, but it's like it was like a tease. Like when I realized they were doing a follow up, I thought it was going to be about the IRL, mm-hmm. you know, developments, and instead it's just like each other's reaction to the tell all. Yeah, it was stupid. It was so like stupid. they go through like the Oswalo and Steven thing, which was totally dumb. Yep. And then they go through the Eric and Steven thing, which is totally dumb. But it tracks because you and I noticed at the very beginning of part one that the the, the showrunners seem to be making this like very obvious attempt to pit the couples against each other. Yeah. So that's what this And was. I think it was hard because in the tell-all, it was like all the couples against Larissa and Colt. At first. At first. And I think the tell the follow-up or whatever yeah. was to try and garner a little bit more shade spread, spread and like out. spread it out so it's not just against Larissa and Colt that it's also uh, each other right you know it's just feeling drama and I am surprised that Ashley's still dragging this Jay thing along I mean I know it's hard when you love somebody and in their situation it's extra hard because it's not just breaking up it's breaking up and then basically deporting him there are all these, like, barriers that don't exist for a normal couple. Because, well, see, so I think that even if they, got, di- if they got divorced, he would be deported. Because that's her whole thing, is is that um, she's not going to apply for green card status. I keep coming back to Molly and Louise. I am so, so confused. So what is it about Molly and Louise? With Molly and Louise, my understanding is that... She figured out pretty darn quickly after they got married that he was that it wasn't going to work for whatever reason, and she goes to the lawyer and says, "I want to get a divorce." And the lawyer says, "Well, you're completely on the hook. You're completely screwed." Danielle Muhammad, same thing. They had not been married very long. She was trying to get the annulment. He convinced her to get the divorce instead because it would mean he got to stay in the country. There's no way Luis or Muhammad had their green cards already because it was so soon mm-hmm. after the marriage. So that's the only explanation I can think of is that somehow Luis and Muhammad got their green cards like ridiculously fast there after their be marriages because like a... it seemed like it was a done deal and the 10-year obligation, financial obligation had set in just to, just just because they got married. And Molly kind of said it. I know, but let's see. So we have to do some research. We'll do some research, and we'll follow, We'll we'll do a, a follow up. I mean, I get what you're saying, and that would make sense, but I don't know if you can just like get rid of them because you got divorced before their green card happened to be issued. I don't know. That seems kind of arbitrary. And then why would the why would the distinction between the divorce and the annulment matter? And I know from Danielle and Muhammad that it did, because it was the whole thing of him trying to convince her to drop the annulment petition, and then she did, and then he started acting a fool again, so she picked it up again, and then I think legitimately like lost on the merits. Yeah, I feel like it says after marriage. If your fiancé does not want to become a permanent resident after marriage, your fiancé, now your spouse, must leave the U.S. within the original 90-day duration. Oh. A K-1 or K-2 visa holder can file the application for employment authorization under a work permit. Where are you reading this? 
Google. Google. Anyway, guys. I know. Sorry. We'll I'm, we'll try to look into this. You know. Maybe we'll but, do a little blurb before love after lockup and give you like a a follow up or when we do next season and or when we do before the ninety days. Gosh, I bet you they'll come out with new seasons of ninety day and before the ninety days like ASAP. Well, there's going to be another happily ever after in a couple oh, really? weeks. Yes, I just saw the advert for it oh, during good. Uh, during this. Okay, good. And we'll probably be next back with you um, on either Love After Lockup or Before the 90 Days. Yes. Um, so that'll be very, very soon. And until then, we are going to be here in fabulous Las Vegas. Yes, Lisa in our suite at the Venetian. In our junior suite at the Venetian. Please do not stalk us, or do. Um, we are here without our kids and our mm-hmm. husbands. <laughs> and without our husbands, I should say. Yeah. And just having, like, a girls' trip and... We are going to document it and look on the strip for cookie dough. I don't know if she prowls or if Debbie's prowling. Maybe Debbie's prowling. As cat-like as she is. And with her makeover. And with her makeover and her cat sweatshirt. So obviously we will be on the lookout for them. I personally will also be on the lookout for any of the 94 brown children of Sister Wives fame. Oh, for sure. Because I know the old one, older one went to UNLV, which is yeah. right here. And they live here. Yeah. So we'll be on the lookout. Mary might be... You know, out out looking for love at this point because it seems like they're on the rocks. Unclear. So let us know what your thoughts are on any or all of the above on the Facebook page. And until then, guys, I guess that wraps up a... a Oh, Lisa, you look like you have something. No, we'll talk about it later. It looks like that wraps up this season of 90 Day Fiance. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Legal Disclaimer. This is a personal podcast just for fun, solely meant for entertainment purposes. We are lawyers, but we're not giving any legal advice on the podcast. We're not creating any kind of attorney-client relationship in the podcast. And also keep in mind that anything we say, anything at all, it's just our personal opinions. We have no intention of maligning any individual, group, company, religious or ethnic group, nationality or anything or anyone else. Lisa and Katie have no affiliation with TLC. These are not the opinions of TLC. And finally, anything that we say is not meant to represent anyone other than Lisa Freitas and Katie Saad individually. Finally, please give us leave us a comment on our Facebook page and give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast service you're using to help us continue to record. Thank you.